Moncrief on News Talk. Now, no doubt you've heard about how 3D printing can be used to create objects, but that technology can be extended to food as well. Researchers at Columbia University have figured out how to print a cheesecake. We're joined from there by Jonathan Blutiger. Good afternoon, Jonathan. How are you doing? Uh, so uh, d- describe the process, because, you know, the, the people would probably know that you have to use these very small nibs to print all these things together. So do, do, you, do you take the, the ingredients for a cheesecake and then sort of liquefy them? Uh, effectively. So what we do is our machine works best with pastes and liquids. So um, any ingredient we find in the grocery store, if it's not already in a paste, we'll turn it into one by putting it in a food processor or Vitamix, and then we'll load it on our machine and then it can print with it. Right. Okay. And for the particular cheesecake you made, how many ingredients did it have? It had seven ingredients. And I realized after we made it that we didn't have cheese as any one of them. So perhaps that was an oversight. (laughs) So it's not technically a cheesecake. It's a vegan cheesecake, is it? I guess you could call it a vegan cheesecake, yes. Yeah. Um, but it, very, it could very well have cream cheese. I think what we, what happened was we cream cheese is like the easiest ingredient to print with. So we just said, let's try something new. And we got sick of it. So, But yeah, it could very well have cream cheese or some other form of cheese. So that's easy to print. And what was the base made out of? So the base was a graham cracker paste. Uh, so it was graham cracker and water, basically. We crushed it, turned it into a powder, added some water, and it turned into a paste. Um, right. So it's fairly simple. And then the rest of it, you know, banana, jam, Nutella, um, frosting, and some cherry drizzle. So an American's take on a cheesecake, I guess. Okay, yeah. It's, but, but say, the, did they, like after you'd printed the base, did that then dry out and become firm? It became a little firm. It was already pretty tough as a texture, so that made a great structural component. Um, so that kind of built up the, the the outside and the middle structure. And then inside of that, in these little hollows, we added other ingredients like this Nutella, banana, and those other um, uh, fillers to kind of give it more body and more flavor. Yeah, because I suppose, you know, as you know, I suppose I, know, I suppose part of your challenge was that, was that a cheesecake, even though the... the cheese bit is is soft enough it still it holds its shape it's firm and did you have to experiment a bit there uh, to make it like uh, that yeah it took a number of iterations it it took a lot of uh and this is something we show in uh, in our paper which we should we show the bad in order to appreciate the good which i think is really important (laughs) um so there weren't any shortage of failures (laughs) yeah but does it indicate to you that there may be there's certain sorts of foods that might lend themselves more to 3d printing than others uh, yes, I think um, I think right now it's slightly limited in that it's mostly paste. But what we've been working on are designs for different tool cartridges that can do powders, liquid sprays. Really, it runs the gamut. So we're trying to make this as extensible as possible. But we realized also through this process that our software is a big hurdle. So you know, just changing a few numbers here and there in how we actually program our machine can make a huge difference of whether or not you have a success or a failure. Mm. Uh, yeah, but. Does it indicate advantages that, you know, the advantages of making food with 3D printers as opposed to, you know, making medical supplies, etc.? Yeah, I mean, it definitely gives us a lot of implications about what this technology can do. Um, I think what we realize through this process is once you add software into the process, you can do a lot in terms of nutrition control. So um, we can, you know, fine tune each of the elements of this cheesecake 
and really dial in the flavor, the texture, everything locally that you couldn't do with your hands. So it just offers you a lot of new abilities. Okay, that's it. So, I mean, you could foresee a situation where, say, you know, you could have cheesecakes made by 3D printing in factories. And, and you know, often the case, it says so many calories and, you know, that's a guess. But this would be very exact as to how many calories was in it. Exactly. I mean, usually whenever you go to a restaurant or a fast casual dining place, it's it's usually you get to only have what the kitchen serves. So mm. it's, you know, and you ha- you often, you know, you may, you know, might, you might know the ingredients, but you don't actually know the micro and the macronutrients. So in a weird way, this actually provides you a much transparent, much more transparent process and brings you closer to the food because uh, you actually get to control every base element and see how it's created right in front of you. Yeah. It, but I suppose at the end of the day, people listening might want to know, is this better than cooking food? Well, I don't, I don't want to make it seem as though I'm going to replace chefs anytime soon. <laughs> I think I think there's a place, as a chef myself, I think there's a place for um, humans in the kitchen. And, you know, there's something that you said about love and the food. So I think, um, you know, it's not going to be able to make a pizza or a burger better than you'd be able to. But I think it's going to be able to make things that we haven't had before. So it'll be able to kind of create new flavor textures and experiences uh, just by reimagining what we're used to. Though theoretically, could you make a burger, for instance, from 3D printing? Yeah, you could. You could. It would take you a lot longer than a conventional burger. Yes. <laughs> but I think I think what I would try to do as a as a as a food designer for this machine for this robot is to you know look at the ingredients of a burger and perhaps layer them in a different way because you have millimeter precision and control. So you can, you know, layer a little bit of bread with a little bit of, you know, of the meat with a little bit of the veggie maybe in an interlaced pattern and create this new flavor texture um, and flavor tasting experience. Right. Kind of follow what I'm saying. But you would have to kind of get the meat and turn it into something small enough to get through the the nib. Yeah. But I mean, you know, ground beef is already in that texture form. So really a burger is a form of a printed food. It's just in in a solid patty. Did you eat it? We did. We we tried it, and it was uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it was it definitely was on the sweeter side. I think for my like, I, I'm I'm a, a little bit of a sweet tooth, but you know, it was definitely heavy on the on the graham cracker. So perhaps a couple more iterations, but at the very least, it was you know it looked really nice, and it just kind of shows how this can progress. Yeah. So when you like for the one you ate, how long did it take to print it? It took about thirty minutes. Okay. So, so like, it's not totally out of the ordinary. Okay, so I'm seeing parties in Columbia University and you're, and you're whipping up, you know, cheesecakes and that's right. brewing your own <laughs> beer. and uh... <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's where we have to hire the – that's where maybe we have to bring in our Irish connections. But, okay. You know. uh, good one. Good, nice one, Jonathan. That's, for, that's science, all right. Uh, are you, you what, what are you going to make next? Um, so our machine right now we're working with can print with up to 18 ingredients. So more than double the amount of our previous one where this, this paper was presented around. And we're working on a somewhat of like a, a three course meal, um, which we can develop on this machine, cook it as well, bring in the lasers. So really just kind of push the envelope and see how far we can push this. Cause, um, we, we know this is coming and it's a, it's a revolution that's kind of slowly pervading its way commercially. So I think it's important people know what they can do with this technology so they can start using it. Jonathan, thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. That was Jonathan Blutinger there, a food robotics engineer and PhD from Columbia University's Creative Machine Lab. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.